Welcome to Breaking Through Biz, the podcast where we talk about things that are keeping small business owners from getting traction and what they can do about it. I'm your host, Tabitha Shiver, and I have with us today my guest, Keith Hadrill. Keith is the owner of ThoughtWorks, where he is an entertainer, a speaker, and a consultant who's been helping people with NLP, basically all things in the subconscious mind, including themselves, the workplace, and each other at a subconscious level. And he's been doing this for over 32 years. Welcome, Keith, and thank you for coming. Please tell us more about what you do, how ThoughtWorks got started. I love NLP. I love subconscious, psychological, anything like that. So how did you get into this? Wow. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me here. Uh, really enjoy being here. And um, to answer that uh, could easily take an hour. Um, <laughs> well, it, <laughs> short version. <laughs> we don't want to do that. Um, I, you know, from a very early age, I always felt like I was an outside observer to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that kind of outside place in my family. It was a blended family that didn't blend very well. And I was the hours. So mm-hmm. mom had three, dad had four. They came together. Nobody wanted them to come together. Mm -hmm. They had me, and there I was. Mm -hmm. So uh, that kind of started a lifelong passion to understand who I am and to understand the behavior of others. My siblings were all quite a bit older than I am, and I could Mm -hmm. see the dysfunction. I didn't know it was dysfunction. I just Mm -hmm. saw it as life, but I... I observed them, and um, so I I started drinking the hypnosis Kool-Aid, the subconscious Kool-Aid, way back in college when I was trying to find my own answers. Okay. And um, my career has taken uh, me—I've been blessed. It's taken me all over the world. I've done thousands of elementary school shows where I talk to kids about the power of reading, um, staying off drugs, of course. I talk Mm -hmm. to high schools about— the decisions they make now affect their future and everything. And then that evolved into corporate speaking. And it's just uh, every time I change a life, whether it's one person at a time or one audience at a time, it just fuels me to keep going. That's fantastic. So, yeah. So I'm at the point now where I, I enrich corporate cultures through presentations and consulting, executive coaching. And I have keynote programs, and I have that are fun. They're entertaining. I am a professional entertainer, but yeah, I also do ventriloquist, right? Uh, yes, a ventriloquist, and I do the and hypnosis a comedian, and comedian, and hypnosis, and yeah, so. magic, whatever it takes to make learning fun. Awesome. Uh, the last thing I'm ever going to do is commit people to death by PowerPoint. That yes. is not going to happen with me. <laughs> well, that is good to know. And I've experienced some of your hypnosis, uh, and it's it's powerful, powerful stuff. So well, thank you. you're good at what you. Do. Thank you. Um, so now that you're working in more of the the business world, um, you have been serving some business owners and some corporate executives. What kind of challenges are you seeing them facing in the workplace today? Uh, gosh, another again, that's a lot of different answers. But yeah. I would say one of the biggest and foundational problems that they don't even realize they're facing is the lack of connection. Okay. It's ironic that we have more ways to contact each other mm-hmm. than ever before. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Facebook Messenger and all the social media, LinkedIn messaging, texting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're contacting each other, but we're not connecting mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. And this has been a problem that has caused division. Yeah. Um, you may have noticed we are a divided nation, right? Yes, and we it's, are. It's not just politics. It is... Uh, religion, it's generation, it's racial, it's um, 
cars, gas or electric. Mm-hmm. Stoves, gas or electric. <laughs> I mean, we just love division these days. Yeah. And one of the issues with it is that somewhere along the line, promoters and political speechwriters figured out that they can get a lot more of their agenda across if they divide us. Mm. So they purposely write speeches and write marketing copy, etc., to define their voracious tribe that's willing to plunk down their votes or their money. And it doesn't matter how many people hate, yeah. right? So you could have 60% haters, but 40% lovers. And that division is intoxicating to these marketing people and to these political advisors because they they literally get what they want by doing that. Yeah. The problem is, is they're subjecting the society to dividing up into all these different communities, all these different tribes that are literally warring with each other. And so going back to the business owner, you have, especially small business owners, but I would say even in the bigger companies, people ascend to management because they are good at what they do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they're necessarily good at understanding people. Yes, that's true. <laughs> right? And so these divisions are infiltrating the workplace, and managers are ill-equipped to understand how to handle it. And that's why we're seeing lots of the diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives starting to come up. So does the work that you do um, help that work together? How does that work? I want to say it supports it. Okay. Um, My point of difference is this, and I'll tell you how this got started. I'm on the program committee for one of the largest chamber of commerce in the area. Mm -hmm. And they said, we really need to do something on diversity. And we looked around, and every one of us was white, middle class, middle age, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we're like, okay, we don't want to get into the weeds of race. And I got my wheels turning, and I realized, you know what? Everything I do when coaching individuals is to go down to the very root level of their humanness. Okay. And I realized that is where we are all the same. Mm-hmm. In that subconscious mind, that sense of identity that belief structure, how we create a belief structure, how we define what we call a model of the world, mm-hmm. and how we see different things. So you might have a 20-something see a very idealistic model of the world and can't believe their parents are so stupid. Yeah. Right? But, Until they're 26, right? Like when you turn 26, then you start realizing your parents are smart again. Right, right. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hoping that day is going to come because I've got a 21-year-old and a 23-year-old. Yeah, just a few so more I'm years. Going, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping I get smart I remember. Soon, I knew everything right? until I was 26. Yeah, and my, then I realized my parents are way smarter. <laughs> my, my older brother reminded me of, of uh, yeah, how I treated mom at that point. Yeah. So. But yeah, whether it's generational divides, racial divides, uh, political divides, religious divides, At the core level of humanness, we are all the same, Mm -hmm. and we build our belief structures in exactly the same way. And here is the biggest, one of the biggest paradigm shifts that I hope people can take to heart, is that we tend to argue logically, but we tend to only accept emotionally, Mm. right? Yeah. So if you've talked to sales advisors, and I'm sure you've had sales consultants on the program, I'm sure they would say that people buy emotionally mm-hmm. and they justify it with logic. Yes. So when you have a belonging to a tribe, let's say uh, – let's take uh, street gangs. Okay. And I'm not an expert on street gangs, right? <laughs> but from the outside looking in, I see kids who feel very alone and they feel disconnected with the world and they're not sure – 
what world they belong in. But suddenly you have a gang invites you in. Mm -hmm. It's dangerous. They do crazy, scary things. Um, The life expectancy is not long. But none of those logical things matter. What matters to them is someone accepts me. Mm. Someone approves of the color of my skin or my age or my lack of opportunity or whatever. It gives them that sense of belonging. Yeah. We humans are tribal animals. Yes. Since the very beginning, we've been tribal. And the key about that is that if you are ostracized from the tribe— Humans are not designed to survive well in the, in the wilderness on their own. Yep. So it's a long, slow, painful, suffering death if mm-hmm. you're ostracized. Mm-hmm. The issue is now in our modern community, in our modern world, we can belong to many different communities at any given time. And these communities overlap, they contradict, they confuse us. Yes. <laughs> so how does a manager deal with that? Because you have all these things swirling in all these people's minds. And it's interesting. um, When I get called upon to do a team development talk, they may ask me for influence. Or they may ask me to do a leadership talk. Or they may ask me to do a DEI. And I've found that there are many of the same veins that end up in my talks, regardless of what the surface level topic is. And I'm assuming, is that inclu- being included, belonging, That's, the, yes. those all, sorts of things? All the, the, the root level needs. of all the emotional needs. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And so um, I have been on this mission for a long time that I just think business is ministry and this whole concept that, that the business is the only place where we are going to start reaching people. And a lot of times we have to start by creating a sense of belonging within our own companies. And so that means we got to figure out who we are and what we stand for. So do you ever coach teams on on that? Like what's the corporate identity and how how does being there and working there play out and impact their lives going forward? So I'm, I'm grinning from ear to ear right now because <laughs> you literally just brought up what I've been preaching. Yeah. And I've had a string of requests for leadership talks. Okay. And really the core of the leadership is the same as the core of DEI and everything else. It's giving a sense of fulfillment. This has been a problem that's been growing since the end of World War II. Okay. All right. But it took the pandemic to show us mm. that the problem exists. Mm-hmm. The, the great resignation, whatever they're calling it. So all these people are now making their livings in other ways. We don't even know how they're making money anymore. But they're, <laughs> they're not coming back to work, yes. right? Um, they figured out, okay... I need more than just showing up, doing my hours, and getting my check. Yes. Business owners and managers need to understand that. So from a leadership point of view, there has to be a vision. There has to be – I don't care if you're selling Teslas or tacos, Mm -hmm. right? There has to be a meaning. There has to be a fulfillment. There has to be something more. The the employees, everyone has to buy into a mission. Yep. And in EOS, we call that the core focus, and we set a 10-year target. So okay. we that is something that I preach very regularly as well. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> we are I on the that. same page. I love that, yeah. yes. Yeah, and it's, it is completely lacking. And there are a lot of business owners out there that are saying, oh, my guys install air conditioners. You know, mm-hmm. what, what does it matter? What's our mission? You can make a mission out of anything. Mm-hmm. 
I have a marketing company that um, said that the reason that they're in a business or the reason they're in existence is because they care about animals. And so portion of all the money that they're going to make, um, they're going to donate to the ASPCA. And that is that is their mission. You would never think I'm going to work at a marketing company to help animals. Like I right, wouldn't tie right. those two together. Right. right. But so um, I see some very interesting uh, causes coming out. One of them a lot of times is that they want to change people's lives. And mm-hmm. so I think that's a noble endeavor if you're a business owner and you have the the means right to help change people's lives but they don't know what to do with it beyond that and i think that's where you come in so what ideas tips tricks do you have for business owners that are trying to create that that sense of belonging for people um what is it that the owners need to be doing to create connection within their companies i think it starts with truly connecting with each other Okay. The first thing you have to do is uh, your employees are not going to care how much you know until they know how much you care. Love that saying. Right. That's a, I wish I could take credit for it. Yes. It's brilliant. <laughs> and so I think that's a big part of it. And truly understanding each other, understanding that people have different models of the world and you need to meet them in their model of the world. So you may not agree with uh, Google's way of doing business. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you have people coming out of Google who have worked there and they're used to being able to play volleyball at one in the <laughs> afternoon because they know they're going to a meeting at 730 that night or whatever, if that's the strength they come in with, meet them in that model of the world. I think the other thing to uh, really get is what's called the hierarchy of importance. And it's, it's a whole big topic. Uh, I'll try and nutshell it. Okay. But when we feel ourselves in the world or we see ourselves in the world, we see ourselves as identity at the center, then beliefs, then our capabilities, then our behaviors. So these are outer rings as we mm-hmm. go out and then what community we're in. Mm-hmm. But when we judge or assess each other, we see it from the outside in. Mm-hmm. So we see what are they in my community? Mm-hmm. Do I like their behaviors? And then we tend to stop at behavior, mm-hmm. right? We don't consider, well, maybe they don't have the capability to behave in the way that I want them to. Or maybe a step further in their beliefs. What is their belief structure? And that's where the model of the world is. Mm-hmm. So that's that's throwing a lot at you at once. Um, but that's what my book is all about. My book teaches those tools. Yeah. But it's really about understanding each other at a core emotional level, even if it just means what do you need from me and from the rest of the team to make you feel like you are an important member of the team. Which means you have to know that for yourself. So You do have to know that for yourself. Yeah. Too. So yeah. know thyself first. There's a chapter in my book called This is the Chapter Everyone Hates. Okay. And it's because I tell you to look in the mirror. Ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the hard part. Well, I know that you do great um, one-on-one work, but I think where you really add a lot of value is for these speaking engagements for um, companies, schools, those sorts of things. So how mm-hmm. could people get a hold of you if they wanted to learn more or to um, engage you to see your magic act and all the fun stuff that you do? Where should they go? Well, my main website is keithhadrill.com. Um, so it's K-E-I-T-H-H-A-D-D-R-I-L-L.com. And you can reach out to me at Keith at KeithHadrill.com. Or you can call the office at 314-322-6055. 
Perfect. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And I just want to uh, ask everyone to join us next time when our guest will be Nathaniel Toms. He is the CEO of Mr. Electric based out of Springfield, Missouri. And uh, we will be talking about his journey with EOS. Keith, before I let you go, is there any uh, last words of wisdom that you would like to share with our audience? Oh, wow. Um, I guess I would go back to whether you're connecting with a customer, an employee, a vendor, a spouse, a child, whomever. They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's awesome. Thank you for being on the show today. And thanks for sharing your knowledge. I do think that the world needs to be more connected. And I think the work you're doing is so important. So keep on preaching it. And if there's anything we can do to support you, let us know. All right. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This has been Breaking Through Biz with Tabitha Shiver, and I just want to give a thank you to Family Vision Media and Dave Powell for helping us to produce this podcast. Plus, Delta is committed to helping your small business get your operations in order and to drive positive change. To learn more about Plus Delta services or EOS, go to plusdelta.com. Until next time, happy changing, everyone. <laughs>